Welcome everyone uh, back to the Business for Builders podcast. My name is Max Peterson. I'm uh, joined here again by Alex, who is one of our uh, franchised operators. Welcome, man. Hello again. Um, today, we're going to just knock the lid off of uh, a subject which I, I enjoy because it helps me make money. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know about you, but uh, you know I, I, I don't want to be doing this. I, I mean, I, I love what charity organizations do, but unfortunately or fortunately or whatever, uh, we're not we're not in that business, so um, you know we've got to feed our family somehow. So today we're going to just quickly chat about you know how competing on price is probably not it's definitely not the uh, the motivation that we have or we use. Um, we want to sell value yes. first and foremost. So you know we're going to chat about a couple of things: competing on price, how that fear can sort of can, can keep you broke. It's it's fear is a thief. Um, you know, we're going to talk about preferred client profiles, which we focus a lot around, and we're going to talk about selling with confidence. So, um, what about what about you? Just talk to us really quick, because I know you're a great student of the business. Um, you're a great student before I met you, um, and I'd love to just quickly chat about preferred client profiles. You know, it was interesting just before we come on. Uh, you know, we started to record this. So I actually took a retail phone call <laughs> out in in the uh, in the reception area because this is our head office, is the call center. And uh, the first thing lady said to me is, "Oh wow, I didn't really expect to talk to a human." Um, and so, yeah, just give me your. We I use the term preferred client profile. It's that's that's very specific and it's strategic. And we do that for a reason. Yep. Give us your uh, introduce us to your your version of preferred client profile. Give us a rundown. Okay. Well, again, as usual, I'm going to start off with uh, with just kind of pre priming your brain with the fact that there are people out there who will respect you, who will value your service, and who will pay your price where you can make a profit. So, if you think that those people aren't a existing, good profit, a good profit, yeah, yeah, there are there are those people out there. Um, it's just they're they're a lot harder to get to, and that that's. That's part of our process is you have to define your client profile. And to back you up, it's it's transactions happen as a natural consequence of delivering value. Yes. So there's clients out there that like the value you give, which enables you because you you transmit the value and you deliver the value, they're happy to pay the premium. It's like they're buying a Ferrari. Exactly. But you have to you have to ha- you have to make sure that that person uh, understands all those things, and yep. that's where you got to sit down again. Uh, the last podcast uh, we talked about there is is setting your goals of where you want your business to be. Well, you kind of have to do the same thing with your clientele. If you figured out where you want to, your business to be, you know, do you want a $250, million, $5 million, $10 million business? Well, you have to find what type of clients you have that will 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 be able to uh, sustain that business. And then you reverse engineer from that client profile. So our, our client profile is uh, is is the busy professional who is looking for somebody to kind of take A to Z from uh, the project A to Z to design the plan and give them all the information they need. Um, so that's kind of where the client profile is very important as well too, because you can't sell someone something that they that they that they're not going to see the value for. So it's very important to understand that your client understands what they're paying for. They're usually the people who respect their home. Uh, you know, they, 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 they see the long-term value in their home. So, uh, and to your point, they, they, there's a lot, and I mentioned this to the lady this morning, is that we are a one-stop shop. Yes. That's valuable. In other words, oh, Mr. Builder, you're going to provide that service. Well, I will pay for that service, yes. essentially. So if you're, if you're a builder that just says, well, you get me a set of blueprints and I'll give you a quote. 
Like that's just that's where you end up competing on price. Exactly. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to build around. We want to find the need and we want to fill it. Yes. So okay, okay. What what am I going to do in my building company that separates me from the other guys? You know. And so this is where we go. Okay, we 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 highlight our preferred client profile and we go. Okay, that's forty five to seventy, and they're professionals and semi retired folks. Perhaps they value service and quality. Yes. Not necessarily price focused, which again that really works towards our ultimate goal of actually uh, running a high-performance, highly profitable building company. Yeah. Um, so, you know, obviously once once you sort of define that and you've got that sorted out, how how what else helps you in the process? Like what do you do when you go out and see a, a professional? Like what, how does the first phone call happen or the first meeting? Let's say the first meeting. The first phone call is fairly yeah. basic. What are you, what's your objectives in that first meeting with your preferred client profile? Well, it's very simple. We're, we offer a product and service that solves a problem. So we just, the, the more you can define that problem uh, and solve it, that's the, that, that, what you mentioned earlier, you know, uh, transactions happen. Uh, As a natural uh, consequence. Yeah. So if you deliver value and you're trying to actually help this person solve their problem and come up with solutions, they will be gladly glad to pay your prices and and get you to do the work because you're you're coming off from a position of of help and and solving a problem instead of just worrying about how much you're going to make getting the job done as fast as possible and 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 all the things that come with bidding a job when you bid a job and and you're not sure how much money you're going to make and you and you haven't bid enough price onto it you're going to so be rushing around trying to what make What are the that two fit. or three things that let's say we talk about the wall of distrust yeah it's up Yep. You know, and we're going to go into that in another episode about why people <laughs> act or, you know, say the things they say, which is just uneducation yeah. or they're uneducated. Um, but what are the couple of key things that you would find that meeting after meeting after meeting, the initial first meeting, let's say, what are the couple of things that you know you've got to constantly cover off yeah. with clients? Like, is there some commonalities between client A, B, C and D that you always find up, you circle back around, you're like, okay, this is what we do. Like, is, is, there, is there some stuff, some commonalities? For sure, yeah. Usually as the client who has hired a previous contractor. Okay. <laughs> usually they're the ones who kind of realize, you know, they've been through the, uh, the experience of hiring somebody they weren't happy with. They've also, that I've had numerous clients who've hired supposedly, you know, quality companies that they just weren't happy with the delivered service that they got. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's really up to the client. Um, uh, with 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 what they're expecting. What, what do you say? What when you're talking to them? What do you talk to them about? Because I know that you often use the fact that there is you know corporate offices here in in the north end of the Okanagan. Yeah. Um. You often use that. What are some things that you would say to move the focus away from price and increase the perceived value? Uh, what what are some things that you've you've done with clients? For sure, yeah, because there's a lot more important things than price to a project. So a lot of people are concerned about uh, you know the 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 quality of the people coming into their home when you're doing a renovation. Most most of the time, uh, somebody will be living in the home, right? That they, they will be there. So so this is a concern of theirs. Exactly. So you know, imagine your home, and you're gonna have you know basically have invite somebody in there if you're going to do a large scale renovation for the next two to three months and larger. So there has to be a personal relationship. The, you know, these people have to treat the home with respect. So people con are concerned who value their home. They're concerned how you're going to treat their home. So what do you do to help prospective clients get to know you? Uh, yeah, I, I, I get, well, we have uh, video testimonials, which really help. Mm -hmm. And then I, and I, as, as we, 
started this podcast, like I said that we ask questions. So I start by asking them questions. What are their problems with, I will go into the renovation and the, and the actual physical problems. And then I, and then I will ask them about their problems of, uh, of the management problems. You know, have you dealt with a general contractor? Do you understand the process? Cause some of them start from scratch and don't have a budget and no concept. Mm -hmm. So you have to, you have to, you have to understand those people are looking for all the information. So if you're aware of that, if I'm in there, obviously let's talk about touch points. Yeah. You know that you can't just have that one meeting and all of a sudden they just trust you through the roof. For sure. It's, it's why we say eight to 12 touch points is really what it takes to do a deal. Collect, collect eight to 10 points. Mm -hmm. And then you're, you should be in good shape to start, you know, negotiating and making some offers because you've built the trust in the report. Because people do business with people that they know like like and trust. trust. (laughs) And so it's just over a period of time. So would you, is it advisable that any chance you get to either touch base via a phone call, an email, like there's some just you reporting back to the clients? Yeah. That's obviously going a long way to developing that relationship. For sure, yeah. Don't spend, you know, your whole career on fostering no. a lead. But, uh, you know, we, we have time allotted. We have a system where, where is that. But there there's a psychological process where, where you can uh, – you know, put your time and energy. And if you're delivering value and, and offering that client, you know, solutions and options to uh, solve their solutions, uh, they will, they will pay for our services and they will continue to, you know, use us because we're the ones who are solving their problem and giving them value. If they hire a contractor who uh, just tells them that they have to go look out in plans, they have to hire a designer, they have to do this and they have to do that. Now there's a cl- type of clientele who likes to do all that kind of stuff themselves. Um, I wouldn't say that's the majority, but that's not the majority because the majority of people now, especially who are doing large scale renovations are busy people. They have, you know, the world is changing. Kids are moving back home. You know, people are have kids, you know, families and, you know, housing prices. Not everybody can afford a brand new home. They like the maturity of a, of a, of an older neighborhood. So these are concerns that you have to dig out because when your project is complete and you haven't solved their problems, they're going to have a hard time paying you. So you have to, that the, the, the has to be a well thought out, uh, so like a kitchen reno. If somebody is telling me they, they hate cooking in their kitchen, when they're done, when I'm done a kitchen reno, they can't leave the kitchen because we, it's a well thought out, well planned design mm-hmm. where the kitchen operates and functions flawlessly. So tell me what you do in those first couple of instances where there is comms between you and a prospective client, new client. What do you do? What's, a, what's some qualifying red flags that you perhaps look out for you, you've heard? Yeah, pushy clients, clients who don't, you know, showing lack of respect, clients who are not, uh, you know, if you're if you're showing up, if you decide to book a meeting with a client and they don't, you know, they don't show up and give you a warning, mm-hmm. you know, kind of the things that you would do if you were to do, you would expect a client to not be happy with you. If, if a client does those things to you, you have a business to run and you have to stand up for yourself and you have to put your foot down in, in those situations. You, I like you're saying is a really easy one to digest. It's firmness with courtesy. You just inform the person, you tell them, you know, what the point of contention you might have. And almost every person who's reasonable will, you'll be able to come up a solution with. Now there's a very small percentage you won't, but if you have a system and you stick to that system, then that person will eject themselves out of your system and you will avoid like a lot of your problems um, if you just stay true to your system and you don't allow your customers to knock you off, your the tail doesn't wag the dog, right? right? You have to follow your system. You have to be strict with it because the, the, some of these projects we do are are 
you know, we can lose our shirts if we miss something and we rush something, yes. right? There's there, we're offering a fixed price contract, which we're guaranteeing. So in order for us to comp- comp- to deliver, to that, deliver yeah. that, we need the time and the resources to put together the information. And this is all fine, you know, when we're talking about, you know, because I, I, I often, you know, the fear fear of missing out on a project or whatever, that is a, that's a thief. Fear, thief. fear is a thief, but fear, fear does keep you alive as well. For sure. Like it, it creates some safety. Motivation. It is yeah. a motivator. Um, and I guess there's, there's, there's uh, guys and gals in our audience that are going, okay, that's fine, but if I was to qualify too difficult, uh, too, too, too hard, I'd have no clients to work for. Yeah. So I guess we, and I'm aware of this, this is a bit of a loaded question. You know, obviously we talk a lot about top of funnel. And so, you know, everything that we're doing really is, is being set up in, a, in a, it's very holistic. We don't say, you know, pick a preferred client profile, qualify, you know, lead them through the process. Don't let the buyers buy according to their process, all of that sort of thing. Yeah. But if you've got nobody to talk to because your lead gen tool is not really working, you're going to, this is not going to work for you, right? Yeah. And this is why we come back. It's not something that just, you can pick anything out individually and it works. It's actually the suite is what creates the momentum in your business. Yes. So it's no point in then going out and spending $1,000 you know, a week on Google AdWords and having so many leads, you don't know how to process those. Exactly. So this is, this is what's so hard about doing it in a 10 or 15-minute podcast. It's just, you know, I think this goes back to what we talk about learning styles is that the greatest form of, you know, learning where, you, where it does impact the, the student is on the fly in real time. Yes. Um, you know, so this is, this is why it's sort of, you know, we talk about we don't want these guys and gals to compete on price, um, but you've got to make sure that your top of funnel is full because you've got to do something to feed your family and pay your bills. Yeah. You know, so um, ultimately we want you to sell with confidence, but yeah. we don't want you to be irresponsible and arrogant at the same time. Yeah. Um, and geez, I, I, I don't know how to wrap this one up, but we, um, <laughs> well, what, like, what are your final thoughts? Yeah. Well, yeah, you're the, the, the process and how you, uh, how, because I'm, I'm going to give that the example of, of the, the car set, you know, the car sale, you know, when you go buy a car, uh, our, our industry as well too, is most of these people, when they call us have already decided to buy, right? They're just looking for somebody to walk them through that process. Yeah, which dealer am I going to go to? Exactly. If you're not going to walk them through that process and you're going to do the bare minimum, that person is going to go and hire the person that's going to give them the service. And now, now where we've been talking about is, is, is the value. If you explain to them the value in, in the proper way, they will pay the prices you're asking because you've you've explained the value to them, so they will appreciate it. Uh, so yeah, like I say, like customers, there are customers out there. Um, you just have to understand that there's a process and how to foster them, and they will they will be your clients and they will be great clients. It's you just have to solve their problem. All right, I think if if you want to if you want to avoid competing on price and you want to make more money, I would say. I would say be motivated by these three things when you're thinking about your preferred client profile. Your clients want peace of mind, they want security, and they want satisfaction. Yes. Go and sell in that light. Go and figure it out. Think about your clients. Empathize. Think about what you'd want if you're an uneducated homeowner who knew nothing about the general contracting world. That I can, if you work on your marketing message, you work on your sales process in that light, you work on your delivery method along those lines, I think your business will be better, you'll enjoy doing it, and you'll make more money. I agree. All right, if you've liked what you heard, uh, subscribe, uh, share this with somebody who you think might benefit from it. 
Uh, we'd love a follow. And uh, if you've got any comments too, or you've got any questions about what we've raised today, be sure to email me at uh, max at businessforbuilders.ca and I will respond to your email and try and give you some help out and some insight. Have a great day.